It's funny because, you know, I remember um, in 2015, right, um, I was talking about I wanted to take my mask off to, to reveal who, I, you know, the real person I am. And then now with, um, you know, pandemic, everyone is wearing a mask, right? No one knows what anyone looks like. Hello, my name is Austin Tam, and welcome to Making the Invisible Visible. You know, uh, Buena Vista United Methodist Church, ironically, um, I, I, I've been attending that church since I was 16 and last week was the 27th year of me there being there um and it's a milestone and it's interesting because i was talking to someone i said you know some of my friends are not that religious or you know it's or they're traumatized and actually which i get it understand but actually you know i it it was the door that opened the door of, of opportunity for me that like gave me a second life that was my lifeline because I remember I went to summer camp. And we were, I remember it was like a Saturday, uh, Tuesday night, and then my dad was like, do you want to, I don't need to sign you up. Uh, would you like to go to the, the, the church camp? And I'm like, no, no, I don't know. He said, I, I need to let the minister know in 30 minutes. And I'm like, oh my God, okay, okay I'll do it just for you. He's like, no, don't do it for me. Do it only if you want to. And then I said, um, uh, only for myself. Um, do it for myself and then I said okay I'll do it for you because my dad's like maybe you'll fight, meet friends so we went fishing in Lake Mead in Las Vegas I, I found a fish I learned how to fish I found how to like you know um, when the fish because the fish is grabbing you and like grab it and then you know I had I had to cut it short because I had to go to camp um, you know and I'm meeting these people I've never seen and some, the minister I've never met before he's picking me up at the airport waiting for me outside of the um, outside of the door, and then um, and then I, I I go on the plane, um, and I and and the rest is history. So Bonavista, Vista, I've been there 27 years, and it's really opened the door of all these opportunities I never could have imagined. I attended Bonavista United Methodist Church at 16. I didn't grow up in a church and I, I didn't do Sunday school, but I came because, you know, I, 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 through my father because they did a lot of social justice work. But, you know, that's where I found my minister, who's a really good friend and mentor, um, really like helped, you know, it was a place like, you know, where you find people and friends and journeys. Like, I don't know what my life would be like now if I had not joined because, I mean, if I had not been there because, I would probably not be speaking right now with in front of you now, it, but it just it gave me um, a voice, it gave me um, a purpose, and a sense of direction and purpose. And when I was struggling, it's like it brought me to milestones, to stages and phases and places in life. I grew up there. I kind of evolved. You know, I matured. You know, we're all immature at some time in our life, even when you're grown up, right? But it, it gave you a sense of living and it gave you new eyes to see. Um, and yeah. You know, my, my, my faith is good. I mean, 
it goes back and forth, but I think I'm called to do what I do because of it. And when I go places, I always like, you know, we are called to do this. Um, we cannot be complicit. We are called to, to be a voice for the people. Because I said, because, you know, the thing is, um, I remember my, my pastor, Michael Yoshi said, you know, you will help other people speak about disabilities with your voice, right? Because I was like, well, I'm the only one. And I'm like, I'm kind of like a poster child, which is kind of, but it's kind of like, because, you know, there's, I don't know many people who have this, oh, who are comfortable, want to share it, right? Um, but I think um, it was, it, it represented a beacon of light for me. And I think people have told me I represent hope and healing and, you know. Fact is, July 7th, 1994 to now, I mean, I went to church every Sunday from then to now. I'm like, wow, from 16 to 42, wow, it's like. My faith caused me to walk with those who are oppressed. And I was elected for Central Committee to, to speak out. I did not, I was not elected just to talk about endorsements, but to talk about issues that make us uncomfortable. Hi, Reverend Michael Yoshi. Hi. Uh, welcome to Austin's podcast. Last week was um, 27 years that I stepped into the doors at Buena Vista United Methodist Church where I found my voice. I feel like, um, you know, the church and you and other people have helped me share my faith in, in the more comfortable ways because before I would probably not... Um, Sometimes I'm shy, I'm kind of shy about my faith, but um, that's why on purposely I wanted to share the faith part of the faith conversation. Yeah, yeah, and uh, I think uh, many of us who are Christians have, do have that issue because all of Christianity does not embrace this understanding of theology of justice making, right? And we see it around us where um, the Christian faith is being used actually um, in unjust ways. And uh, one of the examples of it today would be in Israel-Palestine, where Christian Zionists are supporting the takeover of Palestinian land as part of uh, an understanding of their vision of the end times, that when Israel takes over all of the Palestinian land, this will be the time of the coming of Jesus, the return of Jesus. And so they justify the land theft of Palestinians uh, by supporting land annexation and take over the land by Israelis, um, and also bankrolling it as well. And so they are Christians, and we are Christians, but we're, we are fundamentally opposed to what they're doing because we say it's unjust, and it's actually criminal in that regard because it's, it's aiding and abetting the uh, criminal takeover of of, uh, of land, uh, which is considered uh, illegal by international law, um, and so I think this challenge of being Christian in the world in which we live um, is something that we deal with every day, based on the debate within the Christian community about uh, what do we believe in and what do we believe Jesus stood for. And I believe that those of us who uh, embrace the theology of justice uh, understand that 
uh, Jesus himself uh, was prophetic in his understanding of uh, what is right in terms of uh, our expression of faith and our um, living out our faith in the real world. One of the things for us as a local church that we were very um, explicit about was that um, on the one hand, you can kind of be prophetic in terms of calling out issues that are uh, going on in the community, but it's another thing to also uh, really organize to make change. And so that's one of the things that uh, we were involved in, and I've been very involved in this, how to organize for change in the community. So when it comes to the uh, lack of representation of people of color and in uh, the teaching ranks and administration, then we got involved in trying to change that on the ground through our organizing and creating um, uh, new initiatives for um, diversity and equity to be expressed in the, in the district. Uh, we see that looking back around even today because the initiatives we started back in the uh, 1990s, um, there were some uh, political ups and downs to that, and we see people trying to bring that issue back into the school district. Um, we were involved also very much in um, affordable housing policies, which I think you got involved in at a certain point, and um, you had expressed a lot of leadership in uh, renters' rights as well, which is an extension of the advocacy for um, housing rights for all people. We could see that that was an issue that was present in our local community as well that we needed to advocate for. We did so by organizing with other groups, groups that have specialty around uh, affordable housing advocacy as well as um, renters' rights and you know, become a space for bringing people together and organizing for change on the ground. And then, of course, um, you've been very involved with our work in Palestinian rights, which came about because of our relationship with um, people in that region and the beginning of the uh, partnership we had with the village of Wadi King, uh, which is laboring under uh, adverse conditions as we speak with uh, new land confiscation orders that are being um, uh, implemented to create an apartheid road for the uh, settlement infrastructure. So we're involved in trying to um, stop that land confiscation, stop the road from being built, um, and trying to reverse this trend of land annexation that is going on um, while people are not really paying attention internationally. Even though there was uh, the, the recent um, uh, bombings in Gaza that was paid attention to by the international community, we saw that um, once there's a ceasefire, uh, the international media tends to uh, not cover the situation any longer. But the things that precipitated it, the uh, annexation or the uh, demolition of homes of Palestinians in Sheikh Jarrah, uh, and also uh, Silwan, also the provocation of the worshippers at the Al-Aqsa Mosque, well, these kind of things are continuing, uh, even though there's been a ceasefire. And uh, it really um, is important that we bring our attention back to what's really going on in the reality of the situation for Palestinians. Just recently, I was thinking how to describe 
you know, not describe my faith to people. Bonavista helped me be the person I am. I mean, not just Bonavista, but I think it helped nurture me to do the stuff I do. I mean, and to be compassionate and passionate. And, you know, I, I'm starting to not be so shy about it. When I was, in, yeah, about my faith. And when I was interviewed by my colleague, um, I brought up faith. That was the last, that was before we ended our our two-hour um, interview. I brought up, I brought up Bonnie Vista and where my faith was and about how many, that there were so many doors that I, I could have opened. But, you know, I happened to open the right door because if I had opened the, the door next door, it would have brought me to another dimension, another place. You know, you know correct yeah. me if I'm wrong, but I think we should also add in the element of healing to your faith experience. Yeah. That I think when we first met, uh, you had gone through a lot of things in your early childhood and, and in your youth that were very traumatic and mm -hmm. very hurtful mm -hmm. uh, for you. And I believe that being part of the faith community helped bring um, some presence of healing for you. Not like it was just overnight, but over a period of time where um, were you able, able to kind of look inwardly, explore who you really are and as we put it in the, in the faith context, that you are a child of God, that you were made uh, uniquely gifted in this world, and that um, I do believe that um, uh, healing emotionally, spiritually, and even physically is often tied together to our everyday faith and our everyday spiritual experience, and that that's been part of your experience, and that's been part of many people's experience who are part of our congregation, that they were they're being renewed internally, uh, spiritually, and, um, and it's a daily process. And in that process of healing, then we came personal strength, um, personal uh, spiritual strength to have compassion for other people. And I believe that that's what I witnessed from you, that you went through a process, of, and I think you're still going through healing all the time. I think healing is is uh, part of a process of everyday spirituality uh, as long as we're living out in this world and that you have an implicit gift of compassion with other people which is why your justice making is very grounded in that sense of personal compassion for others and also in the way that you connect with other people to help them feel like they're cared for and loved um, the way you've been cared for and loved by people in the, in the community and um, when healing is part of things, we, we talk about um, there's no um, uh, peace without justice. We also might say that there's no justice without healing also. And so peace, justice, and healing all go together. And that uh, we want to be about uh, the ongoing work of, of, of healing of ourselves and healing of others who are struggling uh, as we strive for justice in the process. And that all makes for the pathway to peace for each and every one of us. And it also, faith um, is undergirded by the word trust. You know, uh, faith comes from the Latin word fides, which really literally means to trust. And that at a certain point, we, we trust that there's uh, uh, love for us from God and that there is trust that there's um, hope for uh, something new to happen each and every day. And I believe that that kind of spirituality 
of uh, faith and trust gives us that sense of hope that what we're doing is worth our time and that we're part of something much bigger than ourselves as well. Because to have faith is implicitly means we understand that we're part of a larger whole of God's world. And in, in that sense, we're only just a small part of it. But as we do our small part, we join up with other people who are doing good things as well. And then the collective good that we make together can be very powerful. And I see that that's what you're engaged in today. Um, and as you have um, kind of grown over the many years and gone through different trials and tribulations, you've grown in your capacity to love other people and to fight for justice. And we're always proud of uh, the person you've become and the leader you've become for us. So keep on with your good work. Thank you so much. Have a good day, Pastor Michael. Thank you. Okay. Okay. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Making the Invisible Visible with me, Austin Tam. This show connects the disability activist community with listeners from around the world. Music score and mixing is by Joshua Okajian. You can find more of Josh's music at illexotics.com. That's I-L-L-E-X-O-T-I-C-S dot com. Thank you and see you soon.